So a reading for me is a time when I turn on the on switch to spirit, which I have an ability to do. And then just like a radio, like a radio, when you get in the car, I kind of turn the dial and tune into that person that I'm reading station. Hey guys, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Hi everyone, welcome back. We have such a fun episode today. This episode is so good. We have Erica Gabriel and she is a medium and she is just so fun. It's such a fun energy and a very laid back approach, laid back spiritual approach. Like she's not like, you have to do X, Y, Z. You have to live this type of lifestyle. She just told us her story, how she first discovered that she could communicate with spirits and everything like that. And then how she uses it in her practice today. Yes, this was so fun. I love when we have episodes in the spiritual area. Like I love talking to a medium. I think it's so fascinating hearing how they got started and their approach and just hearing some of the amazing stories that they've had with clients that are just so accurate or so interesting. So she shares some examples from real life readings with clients. And it's hard to kind of picture when you can't relate to something like being a medium, understanding the lifestyle of someone, but she's just a complete normal person. Understandably so. I feel like some psychics and mediums are not as relatable, maybe because of the way that they live their lives on like a different plane than like other people are on. But I did. I felt that way about Erica that she was not like that. She has the full wholehearted belief that everybody can tap into their intuition. Like maybe not everybody can like connect with every single type of sphere. I don't know. Maybe she would say that they could. But like when she reads for clients, she's she's saying that we can do the same thing. Like we can connect with spirit guides and things like that. And it it was just all very approachable the way that she explained it. And yeah, she shared some really cool stories about different readings for clients and things that came up. And then also the story of how she initially discovered this gift that she has was really wild. So a lot of fun. Yeah. And she gave us mini readings at the end of our recording. They were so accurate. I I can't even say enough. If you have the opportunity to work with Erica, highly recommend it because it was one of the most accurate readings that I have experienced. Yeah, we actually cut them out of the episode because of how personal they actually were. Yes. So like she was just so accurate, so spot on because Mia and I obviously were there for both of like for each other's because it was just a few minutes after the recording and we were both like, what? Like, how does she know that about the other person? Like it was really, really cool. So she does have a really massive wait list, but you can email her. She says at the end of the episode, the email to reach out to, to get on her wait list. I believe you'll be getting on it for early 2023, which actually is like not as far away as it sounds. And then she also offers courses um, to help people tap into these things and connect with their own spirit guides and different types of courses. So check out her website. But before we get into it, we always like to talk about new things that we're trying or different things that we're loving right now. So I have posted before about Bondi Boost, which is a hair product line. I had been living without their products for the past six weeks or so because I was traveling and I was so excited to get back and be able to use them again. So basically what they have is all different types of hair care products. So everything from just shampoo and conditioner to a conditioning mask to a heat protective spray, different types of hairsprays all different like styling tools as well. So that's the main thing that I wanted to talk about today. I've been using their shampoo and conditioner for 
I want to say it's been a year now and I love it. Like I've noticed my hair grows so much faster. They have shampoo and conditioner that's specific to hair growth. And I've noticed a huge difference in like the thickness of my hair, how fast my hair grows, really just like my hair is not as dull as it was before I started using it. And I also will take my WellBell supplements and also do just like different things like washing my hair last. So there's a lot that goes into hair care. It's not going to be solved by just one thing. But I will say that when I am not using this shampoo and conditioner, I do notice a huge difference. So when I ordered it, I wanted to try new things that I hadn't tried before. And I actually have always been really curious about blowout brushes, like a brush that's also oh. a blow dryer. I kind of always was like, why would I want that? But I ordered theirs because it's like a lot less expensive than some of the other ones you'll find. It's only $70. Sometimes you'll find them for like over $200, one, like the most popular ones. Obviously, the Dyson one is even more than that. But this one is so good. Like I've actually been shocked by it. I haven't used a regular blow dryer. I've just been using this blow dry brush. And it's like amazing for travel because it's really like small and lightweight. So I'm actually packing it for a trip I'm leaving on today. And it's great. Like it really works well to blow dry my hair. It's like you're just brushing your hair. Like you don't have to use the hairdryer and the round brush to get like the perfect like blowout that that you want to get. And it has different heat settings. It's like all like professional grade. The actual brush itself is not aggressive or harsh on your hair. You can use it like I obviously use it on wet hair when I get out of the shower, but also because I don't wash my hair every day, I'll use it again like on my dry hair just to kind of like refresh my blowout. And it's great. I love it. I highly, highly recommend it. I love that recommendation. I also am in the market right now to switch up my shampoo and conditioner because I've just been using Kiehl's for as long as I can remember. And I want to just try something else. And I've been, ever since you posted it, I've been interested. So I'm taking your glowing review and I think I'm going to try it. Yes, it's great. You'll love it. And that brush, anything to make a blowout easier. They're also having a friends and family event right now. So if you go to their website, ah. they're having 25% off everything. That's a great tip. I'll let you know how I, I'll probably like literally order it today. So I will let you know how I like it on my hair since everyone's hair is different. But I wanted to share my new investment for my sleep and my bed last week. After registering, I wanted to go home with a treat for myself that day. And I've been wanting to get new pillows. I don't even want to tell you how long I've had my pillows for prior to getting new ones. You should really, I went to research this and you should really be changing your pillows like one to two, every one to two years, which I absolutely was not doing. And they were just old. I felt like lost their comfort, getting lumpy. I've also been breaking out a little bit and I think rather than just thinking of all the products I'm putting on my face, like what else could be factoring into this? So I decided it's just time for all new pillows. And I went to Bed Bath & Beyond and I am very particular, but I ended up going with the Casper pillow. And I've been hearing about Casper forever in terms of mattresses and bedding and pillows, and I've just never tried it, but I got their original pillow. I highly recommend it. Again, a pillow is totally so personal and you have to really feel it. So if you go into like one of the stores that carry Casper, I'm sure you'll be able to, but also on the website, they have so many different options. They also have little quizzes on their site to like understand how you sleep. If you're a back sleeper 
or stomach or side, what type of firmness you like. So you can take those quizzes on their website, which is always fun. But I don't know. I just highly recommend it. And this is just my PSA to change your pillow and look into Casper because I'm really enjoying it. I feel like I wake up in a cloud. That's a great rack. I have a Casper mattress and I love it, but I don't have their pillows. So maybe that when you're saying that, I'm like, when was the last time I bought new pillows? I definitely bought them last time I moved. So I guess it was a year ago, but I'm fully with you, especially on like the breakout thing. Like make sure you're changing your pillowcase. You're sleeping with high quality pillowcases, but I've never thought about like the actual pillow. So I think definitely need to think about that too. Yeah, I love it. Take your Take the quiz. So we're picking cards from our favorite Actually Curious card decks. I have three of their decks. So I have the Happy Hour Edition, the... I think it must just be the original Actually Curious deck and then the Culture Edition. So I think I'm going to go for the Culture Edition today. Mm, We love the Culture Edition. That's a great one. All right. So the first one is Image is Everything. What's one magazine that influenced your sense of self growing up? The next Mm -hmm. one is what is one way social media has changed your life? And the last one is what celebrity couple is relationship goals? (laughs) I love the first question because I loved reading magazines when I was little. I would look forward to when they would come in the mail every month. I still love them. I, yeah, I do too. But like, I don't have any subscriptions to like hardcover or like physical magazines. I loved Seventeen magazine. I was obsessed with it. I loved reading all the beauty tips, the quizzes. I actually, it's so funny. I loved reading in like any magazine when people would write in for advice, like any type of advice, like dating or relationship or friendship or even like beauty. And we do, I love that we kind of do that now on our own platform with answering our ask us anything's on Thursday. But yeah, 17 magazine was it. I loved it. Me too. That it's funny that you said that. I feel like that kind of combines two of the questions because like social media kind of has taken over that, mm-hmm. like that angle of it. Like people always do the ask us anything or ask me anything. And that was one of my favorite things about those magazines growing up too. Yeah. I actually do still subscribe to Cosmopolitan. So I get it yeah. in the mail, which is such a weird thing about me. I'm but jealous. I love 17 also. I also think I loved Teen Vogue. I can't really remember if that was like a big thing, like what time of of like childhood growing up, that was a big thing. But I definitely loved that one at some point. I think there was there also was just like, one. was it like teen? There was one that was just like teen magazine. Uh, and I loved that one too. And YM magazine. I just had to Google it because I couldn't remember. It got discontinued. But YM I remember magazine. YM. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So there were so many good ones. And I, I loved, loved I, them. Like, I loved just like flipping through. I feel like I would get magazines in like my Easter basket growing up mm-hmm. or Christmas stocking or things like that. And I would always love, I would always look forward to looking through the magazines. Oh, me too. I would sit on the couch. I would probably have like friends on TV or like CW. And I would be so excited to read my magazine from cover to cover. I think I need to subscribe to Cosmo or something. You should. I feel like it's just a really great thing to just have on my coffee table. And sometimes I'm just like in the mood to scroll through. I guess it's not scroll, flip through, (laughs) flip through a magazine. Uh, I honestly like I literally feel like now I'm dating myself. But like, did you used to like look through the TV guide to see what was going to be on TV? Yes, we always have the TV guide at home. (laughs) I feel like that was like obviously not like a magazine that 
like inspired my self image, but TV mm-hmm. Guide was always a classic. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> And like people, but that's still around. I loved like reminiscing on these magazines that I was reading when I was a kid, but I love, like, I still enjoy people. When you go to a nail salon, just pick up a people magazine in an airport. Airport. I was going to say airports are the, one of the times that like yeah. I still will get magazines for sure. That was a fun one. I like the culture edition. Me too. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We love, we loved Erica. You're going to as well. This episode's both fun and informative and very interesting. So we hope you enjoy it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome back. Today, we are sitting down with a spiritual medium and teacher. She has been working as a professional spiritual medium for over 14 years and has gained popularity and recognition from the New York Times, Goop, Forbes, InStyle, and many more. So we are so happy to welcome to the show, Erica Gabriel. Hi. Thanks for having me. I love that intro. That was a great intro. Yeah, it was really good. She (laughs) rocked it. She rocked it. (laughs) We're so excited to have you here. We always like to start just by having you give a little bit of an intro. So can you tell everybody listening where you're from, where you live, and then just a little bit more about what you do? Sure. So Now I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because I'm from here. It's funny as like your your journey goes on, you never think you'll go back. You'll go back home. Yeah, you just, I never thought that. I moved to Miami when I was 17. And then I moved to LA when I was 18. I would have never thought in a million years I'd move back to Philly. And when I met my husband in LA, he was like, hey, just so you know, I will never, ever moved to Pennsylvania. Like, just so you know. And I was like, cool, <laughs> great. But I love it here. I love Philadelphia. But I live just outside of Philadelphia in a beautiful area, like a lovely, gorgeous place to raise kids. And this is where I live. So I, my whole family lives here as well. So I'm loving it. And I love Philly, by the way. Yeah, Philly cheesesteaks. Can't go wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> Philly is so much cooler than just the cheesesteak. Come on. Way to go with the biggest stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> the Liberty, should we talk Rocky and Libertyville? No, I love Philly. I didn't think I would, wouldn't come back here because I didn't like it. I just thought I was going to end up somewhere else, but it's a great town. So yeah, I live in, in Philadelphia. I have to admit, I've never been to Philly. But wait, don't you? Oh, no. Mia lives in Brooklyn. Well, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from New Paltz. So I'm from New York. Okay. I just like, I don't know why I've never been there. So maybe I'll just have to come and visit you. Wait, yeah, you should come and visit me. But New Paltz, is there a school there? Mm-hmm. There's a SUNY school there. SUNY oh, New Paltz. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sounded familiar. You totally should come visit Philadelphia. I should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so tell everybody a little bit more about what you do and how you got into your line of work. Yeah, sure. So I'm a spiritual medium. So a medium is a little bit different than a psychic, although a lot of people call me a psychic medium, which is totally fine with me. But I consider myself a spiritual medium, a spiritual teacher, a wayfinder, an illuminator. And what I do is listen for a living. And that's literally it. That's all I do. So I don't yank things out of spirit or do seances, although I think a seance sounds super cool. That's not what I do. I really, really just listen. So every single person on the planet is connected to spirit on their own, their angels, their spirit guides, their ancestors, their loved ones that have crossed over. And every single person is connected to God and the divine within them on their own. So when someone wants me to read for them, they are giving me permission to tune into something that's already there. 
So I always tell people, I don't have your loved ones in spirit with me. I have my own wacky family on the other side. Your people and your team are with you. So a reading for me is a time when I turn on the on switch to spirit, which I have an ability to do. And then just like a radio, like a radio, when you get in the car, I kind of turn the dial and tune into that person that I'm reading station. And what happens is I see all kinds of things. Every reading is really, really different. But what comes through is what is meant to come through for that person. And spirit brings through the messages that will best, best serve that person in that time of their life. So I'm a medium. I mediate information from the spirit world to this world. So do psychic predictions come through? Absolutely. If it will serve that person. But a lot of times there's things we are not supposed to know. So I never judge spirit what does or doesn't come through. So that's what I do. Was that, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Are you feeling yeah. me? Are you feeling what I'm putting out? Yes. You know? I am fascinated by everything you do. And that explanation was really helpful. So I'm always so curious when you first discovered that this was a talent that you had. So it sounds like you can interact with spirits and talk to people in their kind of orbit, their world. So was this happening at a young age when you were just interacting with other people and tuning in and turning on their orbit? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, everyone can talk to spirit, right? Not just me. And everyone has a connection. And I'm sure how old are your listeners mostly? Like what's the age that most of your listeners are? Late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, I would say like in twenties and stuff, everyone's like, what, what the fuck should I be doing right now? Why am I here? Where am I going? what's happening, right? And there's always that little voice inside you that's guiding you and that's telling you. Now we mostly ignore it. <laughs> My entire dating history, hello. Same. <laughs> every, every person I was like, nope, nope, not the one. And they were like, do you want to keep dating? I'm like, yeah, because I'm not listening to myself. Right? <laughs> so, so everyone has that connection. Everyone has that inner voice. Everyone has that incredible connection to their own intuition, right? But it's a matter of developing it. So I just want to say that first. I mean, becoming a medium was a lifelong journey. I've literally devoted my entire life to mediumship. Every facet of my life is devoted to spirit, to God and being a medium. So if there are some emerging mediums out there, I would say, don't rush, <laughs> please don't rush. And don't try and read people right away before you're developed because it's not safe. So I would definitely say that. And for me, I mean, I started noticing things were different when I was about seven. So I don't know if I noticed things before that, but I think like you remember things like for the first time when you're like six, seven. So that's when I kind of pinpoint that time where I basically just started hearing, seeing and feeling things that weren't technically there. So I moved into a new house with my mom and stepdad and I was seeing a little boy around the house. And so I told them about it because I was scared and I couldn't sleep in my own bed and I was afraid of the dark. And they found out that a little boy had drowned on that property years before. So we were all kind of like, okay. Were your parents <laughs> like, oh my God. I mean, <laughs> what's they, going you know, on? my parents, yeah. Like I was super, like, I, I just was a very like, performing person. I was uh, in performing arts and very just like intense and showy and precocious and all that. So they were just so supportive and they loved me, but they weren't like, what does this mean? Like, is she a medium? Like it wasn't like that. Right. And I come from a long line of very uh, sensitive, intuitive women. None of them are mediums, but that kind of took me on a lifelong journey to be totally honest with you. Right. I searched 
deep. I, it wasn't like, Oh, I, I see that ghost. I'm a spiritual medium and I'm meant to talk to thousands and thousands of people all over the world and help them with messages. You know, like it wasn't clear cut. It was kind of like, clearly I'm haunted because there's ghosts everywhere. I was scared all the time. And it took me on a journey to really know God and search for God, basically. So I searched for God high and low <laughs> through many places. I've worked every single job. I've gone to every kind of religion, every kind of temple. And finally, as I got into, like I said, my, well, I think I was like 20, I had a spiritual awakening and started, it started to unfold that I was a medium. And then when I was 27, I may be lying. It may be 26 or 28, but let's like go with 27 here. I had gone deeply into healing arts and learning about Reiki and different religions and was searching and started actually delivering messages to people on accident. So like I'd go to a bar and have a drink and like start delivering messages to people. And then the next day be like, that was so weird. I don't know. So then I was like 27. I went to a medium and she was like, oh, you know, you're, you're like very good with Reiki. And I'm like, yes. She's like, you know, you can see spirits. I'm like, yes. And she kind of said all these things that I was like, yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, this, this chick's good. <laughs> and then she was like, oh, so, you know, you're a spiritual medium, right? And you're supposed to use it to help people. And you're going to read and connect with millions of people all over the world. And I was like, oh, no, but yes, but no, but thanks. You just hooked me up, girl. <laughs> like it really helped. So it wasn't like she didn't give me something. She tightened a bow. Like, you know, when your shoelaces are loose and you're like, oh shit, I got to tie my shoes. She like went down and tightened my shoes so I could jump, run and go, but they were already there. It was already there. I mean, it's a lifelong path. It's a lifelong journey. So I could go on for hours, but that's just a little sprinkle, a little taste of kind of how it unfolded. And then within, I mean, I'm telling people to slow down and not go too fast, but I mean, within just a few weeks, I had people, I had a bungalow right off Melrose and I had people knocking on my door. Wow. Literally. Yeah. That is so cool. And so, I mean, like, it's exactly what you said, like all the pieces were there and you had been putting them together for years. And then she just kind of like tightened it. I love that analogy. And then, so you opened up a, a place where people were coming in and seeing you. What was that process like going from just dipping your toe in the water and feeling around to actually having people come to you and like depend on you to mm -hmm. pass on messages? So, yeah. So when people started knocking on my door, so for a while I was reading for friends and very close friends of friends and family, and I didn't charge for readings at all. It was exchange only. So like a good friend of mine gave me like a little pack of seeds that I planted in a thing or like someone made me like an origami crane. Like it wasn't about money. It was about experiencing opening to spirit for other people. And it was fun and it was really scary and it was horrible and it was dark and it was light and it was everything all at once, basically. But then I had to really, really devote myself to knowing my spirit guides. I don't give any readings without a guide guiding me through the spirit world. And I had to figure out what was a guide, what was an angel, what was a haunting and what was someone's loved one. What is a haunting? <clears throat> a haunting stuck energy in the earth element. Mm. Can you talk a little more about that like how and if so, you said everyone can talk to spirits so how do you start and like if you are to start dipping your toe like how can you know oh I've kind of identified who my guide is and I feel like I'm strengthening that relationship and how do I know so a difference between all of those all of what you just said a haunting a guide etc yeah I mean Listen, I definitely would say like, you know, tapping into hauntings, a lot of people are obsessed with hauntings and I'm like, why? 
why are you doing that? I'm like, are you like, it, listen, if you're a ghost hunter and you want to like, you know, uh, try and help wayward spirits to the other side. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it unless that's your like life's calling, you know what I mean? But with guides, I mean, I teach a five week course on how to connect with your guide. So it is a process, right? Your guides love you. They're always there. They're always with you. They're they're You know, they want to work with you and you've known them for a long time. You knew them before you came to earth into earth element. Right. So to know your guide, I mean, it's, it's a process. It's many, many steps. It's a dear, dear old friend that you have to get to know. Let's see. So I guess if you're just starting out and you're working with guides and you want to know more about your guide, number one, guides feel really good. So if you feel something weird or upsetting or creepy, that is not your guide. If you hear a voice like you must do this and, and this, and, and it's like anxious, that is not your guide. Your guide is a calm loving voice. I mean, I, so I teach this five week course on how to meet your guide. And I mean, when people meet their guide, they're like, it's you like, oh, I know this feeling and and cry. And it's an amazing feeling. It's like a reunion of someone that you, you know. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So guides feel really, really good. I would suggest, you know, working with the mind to just quiet the mind a little bit so that you can hear your inner voice and know that your guides meet you at your inner voice. So I'd really detach from outcome when working with your guides, not like I need to know what they look like. I need to know their name. What are they wearing? Where do they come from? Don't worry about any of that. Just work with your feelings, right? So go into a place of quiet and with your inner voice, that is where your guides meet you. They don't meet you in your chaos. They're still there. They still love you, but you really can't hear the messages when you're in mental chaos. So I would suggest when working with your guides to calm the mind and find, and, and right there, if you don't know how to calm your mind, don't worry about anything else and don't start worrying about spirit. Just find ways to quiet your mind. And when you do that, miracles happen and everything will start to unfold. When you quiet your mind, you can hear the music of your soul and you will have all the answers you've ever wanted more than I could ever give to you. Is the course that you teach, is it for all experience levels? Totally for all experience levels. And so what's really cool is like when I was setting out to do this course was, was like the most intense process of my life. I was like, should I do advanced? Should I do beginner? This is literally for everyone. This is for mediums. This is for non-mediums. I have people that lost children that just wanted to feel closer to them. Like it, it can be really for anyone. So the process of, of working with a guide, the whole first week is just about grounding, mm -hmm. just grounding into the body temple. That's it. And then we kind of work through the different phases to meet your guides. So number one, if you want to connect with your guide, find a way to cool the mind. Again, you don't need to sit and say ohm for two hours, you mm -hmm. guys, you know, but just start up a little practice. Maybe you put on your iPhone an alarm that goes off, you know, that goes off four times a day. And when the alarm goes off, you close your eyes and you take 10 cleansing deep breaths where you drop into your body. Maybe you just start there. Just start with that. And people are like, no, 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 I know, I know, no, no. But who's my guide? I'm like, just start there and quiet the mind. And then once you are kind of juicy with that, I would recommend a writing exercise, I think is a great way to start with your guide. Don't expect too much, just, just chill, right? So once you feel that you're able to kind of cool the mind, I would get a pen and a paper. I would light a white candle. I would close my eyes and just say, okay, um, to my highest and best uh, available vibrational guides to my main guide, please join me in this writing exercise. 
And thank you so much for being available to me. And then I would write down a question, write down a question, not about them, but you know, am I on the right path? How about that? Or, or whatever works for you, right? You know, is this the right place to live? And then just let your pen go loose and just write down what you hear. That's all. And then stop and put your pen down and go, thank you so much. With all my heart, I thank you. Thank you for being available to me. And so it is. Thank you to my guide. Blow out your candle and move on with your day. And if you hear a weird voice or you write weird stuff, just go, no, thanks. That's not my guide. Crumple it up and move on. Just try it. Just try it and see how it feels. But I would definitely work with calming the mind before you started to work with your guides. Did that answer your question? That was very long-winded. <laughs> no, that definitely did. And I feel like a lot of people who are just intuitive and like go with their gut, they're doing that without even like, even identifying, oh, I'm connecting with my guide. So I think if even just opting into starting that practice, well then like whether it's to do exactly that of meeting your guides and starting to develop your spiritual practice in that way, it will also just help you get to be so much more intuitive and help you out mm -hmm. with answering those questions you're putting out. So getting quiet, whether you're like really into this like spiritual growth journey, or you just want to become more comfortable with your confidence and your intuition and making decisions. I think it's all great advice for both of those. I think so too. And whether you're spiritual or not, connecting with your inner voice and connecting with self is empowering, right? Whether it's spiritually empowering or empowering in your life, the guru is in you, you know, and that's <laughs> the bottom line. So the more and more you can connect with this yourself, the more and more confident you'll be and empowered you'll be trusting yourself, really. I think also too, what's interesting about spiritual practice is sometimes we have this idea. It's like, I need to have like mala beads and sage. And if I don't do it, I'm doing something bad. And it's really not like that. Find what works for you. You are your own intuitive master guru. So find what works for you and what feels good to you. Maybe your spiritual practice is going for a walk in nature and listening to a beautiful podcast, right? Or maybe your spiritual practice is walking barefoot in grass. Like, it, listen, you have to find what works for you and what helps you feel authentic and connected. Yeah, I think that... Me being my own guru is what I struggle with the most. And me understanding that like the answers are within me. That's something I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure a lot of people struggle with that. So many people that you meet with probably, but I literally would love to see like every psychic, every medium, every tarot card reader, and like do all these things and buy all this stuff, like all the things that you think spirituality like should be and ask for answers from the people who you think have them. So this idea that you actually have the answers in you is so fascinating to me. And I know it's true. It's just so hard to connect with it. So can you talk a little bit more about how to believe the fact that we actually are creating our own reality and we're creating our own lives and how to really lean into that? You have to start to tap into the higher questions, right? So, so for an example, like if you really believe that you are a spiritual being having a human experience, right? We've all heard that, right? We come from spirit, you know, you chose to be Carly, you chose to be Mia, I'm Erica in this life. It's like, why? Why did I do that? To come here and feel worried, doubt, fear, sad, alone, isolated, and like I'm shitty? No, that's not why I came here. I came here to connect and everyone has their own purpose and their own reason for being here. But if you believe that a piece of God is in every single person on this planet and we're all connected and we all come from the same place, you understand that your ability to connect with the divine 
and that you have a direct line to God and to spirit and you start to work with that and that understanding, you then become spiritually empowered. But it's also important too, if we're too into spirit, then we're not here either, right? So I've read for people that were so spiritual. I'm like, I, you got to come back to the body, man. How am I going to read for you? You're floating away, right? Stay here. We are on earth. We're here for a reason. We all have a special light to shine, whether you're a nurse or a teacher or a doctor or a painter or an actor or a podcaster, whatever you're doing, we need you. Mm-hmm. We need you. We need you to shine it. So the idea is taking up that spiritual practice and plugging in and understanding that we're all connected to universe and we're all supposed to be here. You will start to see, okay, so I'm supposed to be here. I'm a spiritual being. Why am I here? And you start to become more confident within your own self and with within your own inner voice. And then you kind of, it starts rolling out. I think the problem is, is that with spirituality, people are trying to get something. Stop doing that. Stop worrying about end result, right? So it's like, well, if I become more spiritual, will I know if I'm going to be married and meet my person or not? Like, mm-hmm. where is my person? Just tell me that, right? Well, what if you, instead of worrying about that end result, you just work on your own ability to allow abundance and joy and love in your life. And you work on your ability to release the past and you work on your ability to trust yourself because then you raise your vibration and then you feel better in the world. And then you you kind of come up to this new level and you're like, oh shit, there's awesome people up here. We're both vibing high. This is good. And then you start to draw in different types of people and then you meet your match. Right. So that's the whole idea, developing relationship to self, self-love. We all hear about self-love, but what does that actually mean? To actually be like, you know what? This chick is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let her shine. Whatever you're shining, right? Maybe you make earrings. You know what I mean? But you're scared. You're like, no, I have to stick with my job. If I make earrings, I'm going to fuck up my life. I should be married. I should have kids. I should have a great job. I should have money. I should, 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 should. And we're shooting all over ourselves, right? What if we just focused on our inner voice, quieting the mind? Just take it simple. If you're confused, if you're stuck, just go simple. Just focus on quieting the mind and see what happens. See what miracles start to happen in your life. I love that explanation. So thank you so much for that. And I really, it adds so much accountability into it. Like you said, some spiritual people are just like up in the clouds and asking and asking and asking and expecting for answers. But there's also people who are so not in touch with themselves and not spiritual. But I love the way you phrased that and explained it because you really... It's such a nice balance of both that understanding the answers are within you, but you're also like accountable for your own actions and your own outcomes. Mm -hmm. So you can say Mm -hmm. all the things you think you should be doing, but it's really getting clear and then acting on what, on what you're hearing and what that intuition is saying to you. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. You brought up taking responsibility, like one of the, the lowest, like one of the first stages of like spirituality, it's like blaming everyone else for your problems. Oh, my shitty roommate is making me sad or, oh, that person is making me sad or, oh, my parents sucked and they did this. That's why I have these issues or, oh, this person did this. It doesn't mean that horrible things don't happen to people. Really, really bad things happen to people. But if you let that control you, they are still traumatizing you every single day, right? That is like the first stage of spirituality is finding a way to take responsibility for your life and yourself. Of course, there's healing that needs to be done. And again, 
horrible things happen to people. I'm not just saying like, brush it off. Like, no. But the idea is if you want to take your power back, you have to find a way to get out of that toxic blame cycle. I do it all the time, by the way. So <laughs> no, no judgment, no judgment. Like I'll do something and I'll be like, you know what? This family member really made me think like that. It's like, whoa, babe, that is your job to release that belief. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to get caught up in that cycle, that thought process for sure. You mentioned a couple of times, like, why am I here? What's my purpose? Am I on the right path? Can you talk about ways to actually know if you are? How do you tune into if this even is your path? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'll, I can give you a few examples that'll kind of shine that a little bit. I gave, I was giving a reading to a woman and she was in, what's it called? I guess like investment banking or something like that. I don't know. I don't know a lot of these like money professions. Let's just call it investment banking with something like that or hedge fund, something, you know, like money stuff. I can barely add two pennies, but she was <laughs> so miserable. She hated it. She was so miserable and didn't know what to do. And she was, I think like in her late fifties, and she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And her guides were like, ask her what she wanted to do when she was little. And I was like, uh, okay. And they're like, because she wanted to be a zookeeper. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she kept on being like, what am I supposed to be doing in the reading? And her guides were like, ask her zookeeper. She's supposed to be a zookeeper. And I'm like, Erica was like, nope, too weird. This is an investment banker. I'm not going to be like, you're a zookeeper. And my guides <laughs> just like came in. They're like, Erica, this isn't about you. This reading is not about you. This was years ago. This reading isn't about you. You're not supposed to judge spirit. I'm like, okay. They're like, tell her. I'm like, damn it. And I'm like, have you ever thought of zookeeping? <laughs> <laughs> and she burst into tears and she was like, oh my, God. oh my God, I wanted to work with animals so bad when I was little and I wanted to work at the zoo. I wanted to work with animals. And my mom told me, oh, you don't want to work with animals. You're terrible with dirt. You're terrible with dirty things. You wouldn't be good at that. You shouldn't work in that. And she kind of took that and went, oh, okay. Like the four agreements. If you haven't read it, go and read it. It's these unspoken contracts we have with people. They're like, you don't like dirt. And we go, okay, we sign a contract. Yep, that's me. Signed, sealed, delivered. And she was like, yeah, I've always wanted to work with animals, but I, I couldn't deal with dirt. And so I had to, you know, go into a more stable job. And so what was really cool was her guides were able to help her see that she could still do banking, but that she, she has to work with animals. She can work in fundraisers. She can volunteer at the shelter. She can volunteer at the zoo. She can become involved. She had all this money. You know what I mean? So she could go, she could be a donor to the zoo and take special tours and those tours where you can feed them. But there was a way to incorporate uh, what she really wanted to do into her life, right? To feel that satisfaction. I was reading for someone recently. I won't say what date because they may listen to this. And she was in mortgaging, mortgaging, where they mortgaging for the house. She was a mortgage person. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that what it's called? Anyway, she was a mortgage person. And when I opened to read for her, I just saw her around all these kids, like so many kids. And I'm like, this, these can't be all her kids, you know? And um, she was like, I don't know, like, I like what I'm doing, but like, I just feel that there's like something else for me. And I'm like, right. Working with kids, you have kids all around you. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, well, I have a degree in childhood development and child counseling or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay. 
So you know what you're supposed to be doing, but, but life pushes in. She wanted to make money. She didn't feel that there was enough opportunity. She didn't want to go back to school, you know, but sometimes we have these things and listen, she wasn't doing anything wrong. You're allowed to choose a different path, but you do have that guidance inside you that knows what you want to do and knows what you like doing. Again, it's a matter of tuning in and listening to that. And again, maybe, you know, she's in mortgaging, she'll make tons of money and then she can go back to school if she wants. And, or she can take her money and open, you know, an after school program for kids. There's all kinds of windy paths to get to where you want to go. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you took mm-hmm. a wrong path. It doesn't mean you're wrong or you failed or none of that. But there's always something there that may be a spark within you, but you've come up with all kinds of reasons why it couldn't be. But you can always incorporate it back. My path was certainly windy, right? I used to cocktail waitress. I certainly didn't think I was going to be a cocktail waitress, but I'm super stoked that I did it. It was a great learning lesson, you know? So there's all kinds of twists and turns on your path, but think about it. Most of us know what we like to do. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like the answers are there. It's just, you get so resistant to them because of either like expectations, whether it's your own expectations or outside expectations, or like you said, you want to make money and you have this deep seated belief that what you want to do is not going to make you the money that you want to make. It's just all these outside factors. And I feel like everything we're talking about just keeps coming back to what you said earlier about Mm -hmm. finding time to actually get quiet because Mm -hmm. doing that will have this domino effect on all these other areas of your life. Mm And also to your point earlier, like if you believe that your passion will not bring you money, it absolutely will not. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you are open and available to receive some new answers and new ideas and you're open and available to receive abundance because abundance is everywhere, right? that your path will start to illuminate and open up. Mm -hmm. But if you close all those doors, the universe responds to the nature of your song. So if you tell the universe, no, that won't make me money. That is no good. The universe goes, okay, that's it. It's very simple. The universe is very responsive in that way, but it can't respond to gray. Mm -hmm. It doesn't respond to gray area. So it puts it in this side or that side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really love that. And it just shows you that you really get quiet. And like you both just said, the answers are there. But I'm so curious too, more about what's happening like on your end when you're like, who, who said she should be a zookeeper? Is that her, was that family members? Was that her guides? Like, and also you mentioned earlier, like you were born Erica, Carly was born Carly. I want to hear a little more about like who these spirits are. Are they people before they're born? Are they people in the afterlife? Are they? I was going to ask the same thing. Like, 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 could I, if I like die, well, could I become a guide? Like, is that who you're hearing from? Or is it like just a whole separate being? And like unborn children, we wanted to ask about too. So like when we say like, I became Mia. Spirit babies. Was my spirit baby choosing me? Yeah. I mean, there's all different ways. So you guys just asked three questions. I'm I'm writing (laughs) as you're talking. So who said that you asked who said that it was a zookeeper. So those were her guides. So I go in with my guides and my guides talk to her guides. And then they start to show me feelings and pictures and words and ideas and all kinds of ways to communicate with me so that I can create the message and deliver it to that person. So I don't go into a translate like state. It's still me and my personality when I'm hearing these messages or seeing the things that I see. So, so that's what that was. Okay. So that was question number one. Number two. Okay. So you asked about guides. So 
guides are highly, highly evolved light beings that are done incarnating on the earth element and have gone to spirit and taken on a very special role in spirit. So they're done. They're done. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> done incarnating. But the cool thing about guides is like they've lived so many times. They understand the human experience. They feel our pain. They get our pain. Whereas like angels are were always angels, have always been angels and will always be angels. So they just are like loving light, basically beings. They are here to help us, right? But they don't understand pain and sadness. And that's in that way, right? They can come and and like, I've seen angels wrap their wings around people and like help them fall asleep if they're in trauma and all kinds of beautiful things. I've been in the NICU at hospitals and the whole place is like wall to wall, chock full of angels, chock full. Wow. Wall to wall. You're just like, I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this place is amazing. And I will also say this too, a lot of those NICU nurses are like on their last life. They're like, I'm going in guys. I'm going in. I'm working wow. with the babies. A lot of them were like angelic, almost angelic spirits as well. Those nurses. Wow. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to like, if, if I came and saw you for a session and I was like, I want to connect with my grandmother who passed away. Can you like call in mm-hmm. specific spirits or is that not? No. no, nope. I do not call anyone in. I listen. And if they come, they come. I think that's more what I meant. Like do specific spirits come to you or are they kind of like nameless guys? Oh, yeah. Or could they be like, oh, your grandmother is oh, here. No. Or you're, okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I connect people that have crossed over all the time. That's a huge I part of what so. I do. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Does yeah. it get overwhelming? Like, are they around all the time? Like if you're standing next to somebody in line at the coffee shop, do you ever get like a message for them and you like have to tap them on the shoulder and tell them, or like, how do you approach that? So that only happens when I'm drinking. <laughs> That's amazing. I guess you yeah. said that earlier that it was happening in bars. <laughs> yeah. So like, so, so I have a very big on off switch. I have kids. I have a husband. I have, I have a very, very big on off switch. So like, even like if, if someone's like, oh my God, like at a party, like I heard you were a medium, like, tell me about that. I'm like, that's okay. I don't want to go there. I don't want to like, I just want to like do me, like, tell me about that. Like, uh, (laughs) okay. It's fun. No, but also like, it's fun. Like, how deep do you want me to go? Like you want to sit in a corner at a party and like have me download like my entire life story. So, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but they don't want to hear the real truth at that moment. You know, they just want me to be like, Oh, there's ghosts. And you know, they want like a party story. Yeah. Right. And, and that's okay too. I think I have lots of cool party stories, so no disrespect, but I'm very open or closed Mm -hmm. with everything. So in order for me to express like what it's like to be a medium, I would really have to open, right. Even this conversation, I prepared to have this conversation. I prepared to channel this information in the way that your listeners will understand. Mm -hmm. So I'm speaking to a group of people that Hopefully I'm saying things that will serve them and help them understand something new. Maybe not, maybe so, but I asked my guides to help me serve the highest good uh, of people that would hear uh, this podcast. So I prepare my energy. So I open and I close, but sometimes if, if maybe I've had two glasses of wine, I'll be like, oh my God, Uh, but it happens a lot less now, a lot less. I really, really, really want to read for people in my office, excuse me, in my office in a safe space 
because they've made the appointment, they want to connect with spirit. That's how I honor spirit, not by giving random messages, you know, in a restaurant to someone. Mm, Yeah. It's having those boundaries. Yeah. But I have had people bust through. Yeah. Where they're like talking, 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 talking. I'm like, oh oh my God. They really want to get the message across. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's always so sweet. And the person's like, oh my God, I was praying this morning for a sign for my mom. And like, I can't believe it. You know, it's usually something really beautiful like that. And I'm happy to help and I'm happy to serve. And it's better if I can open and close. So I am really conscious of my uh, on switch and my off switch. But like I said, if I have two glasses of wine, that on and off switch is like a little, like it's like a little wobbly, you know? It's Mm -hmm. funny because I feel like people give the message that like, I don't drink, I only eat these foods because I need to be like the clearest channel ever. And like, that's kind of like, it's kind of back in the realm of Mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier about like what you think spirituality means where it's like, no, you just have your own boundaries and you have, like you said, your on off switch Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to have all these strict rules that people think it does. Yeah. I mean, I have strict rules for myself. Like I would never have two glasses of wine and then have (laughs) readings the next day. Yeah. No, because I respect (laughs) spirit. I respect people that call me. I I give my, I literally give my whole heart and soul to every single person that I read for. It must be exhausting. I mean, I prepare my energy. So like before readings, I mean, I go out, I go in nature, I meditate. Sometimes I use bells, I sage, I ground myself. I never give a reading unprepared, right? And I wouldn't go out with friends and have a glass of wine the night before I'm going to read. That's not right. And so, and I have no intention of reading for people after I've had a glass of wine, right? But in the past that that's happened where a message pops through, but I have a huge on off switch, big on off switch that I I don't mess around with. It's really important. So that's the thing. Like when you see mediums on TV, they're like in a bakery and they're like, oh my God, someone back here, like I have something for you. And it, it, it's like, <laughs> it's really fun and it makes great TV, but I, I don't approach people on the street. And side note, guys, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I have about 50 copycat impression accounts. They're not me. I'm not DMing you for money. Um, I'm not writing <laughs> you, telling you I have to read for you. I'm booked like out into 2023. Like I, I'm not trying to get you to send me money over Instagram. Oh my God. That's been a really, yeah, that's been a horrible thing uh, happening. So I'm happy to clear <laughs> to that let you guys know that. But um. Yeah. But, but yes, people in their family come over all the time. I have readings that are just that, that I'm connecting to to someone that's crossed over. I had one more question just about who, like what spirits you can speak to. Like, so we've cleared up your loved ones who have passed. They, they're there available to send messages through, but I've also always been so fascinated with the concept of like an unborn child, or if you had an abortion or like spirit babies. So what I would love to learn a little more, because I really don't know about like, who can you speak to? Well, usually if I see someone that's going to have kids, like usually I'll just feel them around or I'll feel like, you know, someone's ready to make an incarnation in your family and things like that. But it's very, very different for each person and each woman really. Mm -hmm. So it's so different. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It just depends, you know, and a lot of times we've known these people before and sometimes we haven't, you know, what's interesting too, just to diverge a little bit is like, sometimes people are like, okay, I'm married, but I'm super drawn to someone at work and I'm having feelings for this person. 
it has to be a past life connection. It has to be a past life connection or else I wouldn't be feeling this. And Mm. like nine times out of 10, I'm like, no, you just need to go and work out your issues with your husband. You're trying to use this as an excuse. <laughs> I thought you were saying that it has to be, but yeah. you're saying they, they say, say that they're like, be. Oh okay. my God, this has to be a past life. That's Tell me so funny. who were we to each other in our past life. And like a lot of times it's like, uh, uh-uh. you can't use that. It's not an excuse as an excuse <laughs> for having an affair. Like, no, it's no. because we were married so, three lives ago. <laughs> and you're like, well, you're not now. So, mm-mm. um, no, but, but yeah, I mean, every, every situation is so different. You know, sometimes we've known them before. Sometimes we haven't, you know, we're all here mm-hmm. to learn earth is our classroom. Mm-hmm. So we choose and we lay out some of our lessons, you know, sometimes we have a thousand lessons. Sometimes we have two main things that we're here to do and here to learn to evolve our spirit, right. And to contribute to the collective since we're all connected and we're all connected into God. So the idea is for, for your kids, it's like, it's a combination. Sometimes, you know, you're their perfect mom for these lessons that serve their life. Sometimes you've known them before and you want to have like, Mm. look, some parents have a super easy, easy relationship with their kids. Sometimes it's really, really a challenging relationship, but anyone you have a lot of challenges with just say, thank you. Cause they're teaching you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know you mentioned that you have a very long wait list. We want you to tell everybody like how they can get on that, how they can work with you, how they can learn more about the course. Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me at ericagabriel.com. It's Erica with a K. If you want to get on my wait list, just email Jenna at info at ericagabriel.com. So I have I think we just filled them today. I had like three random spots left in December, but if you get on the wait list today, you will be read in February, March. Amazing. And we'll put your real Instagram in the show notes. Thank you at spiritual medium, Erica. And so the way, you know, it's me, like my copycat accounts have five to a thousand followers. I have over 10,000. I know that's weird to talk about followers, but Hey, it's kind of a good way for you to know that it's actually me. So yeah, so follow me on Instagram. I promise it's not scary. <laughs> I promise you won't get attacked by fakers, but Haunted. Um, yeah. So at spiritual medium, Erica, uh, Erica at ericagabriel.com or email info at ericagabriel.com to get on my wait list. My course is a five week course. I just ran it. I have to run it with you guys because I do live Zooms with everyone on the course. So I don't just arbitrarily run it. I do it when I'm available. Mm. There's a private Facebook group. You get a gift in the mail from me. You have two live Zooms with me and the group. And it's an amazing course. And the results that people have had and the messages that people send me after blow my mind. The course is powerful and it's a special thing. So check back on my website for when I run that again. What a valuable course. That is so cool. That's so cool. Well, thank you. We absolutely loved having Mm. you. So thank you for being here today. I loved being with you both and you both are amazing people. And thank you for trusting me to come on your beautiful podcast. I had a great time. Of course we did too. Thank you. 